All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. What a game. Literally, that one had absolutely everything. Goals, fights, highlight saves, and of course, some incredibly bad puck luck once again for the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, I did pregame from home or from the office today. I then came home, and I can't lie to you guys, like five minutes before we went live, I cut my toe so badly, it's bleeding all over the place. And I might have to go get stitches after this, but we power through, we do what we do, live for my version of the Sports Closet Studio, where I see too many comments to even begin. This is uh, a lot of angry energy, so let's get right into it. Let me bring in my guest tonight. He is none other than the one, the only Matthew Wozniak. Was are you there? How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. How are we doing? Uh, how we're doing? Uh, we're not doing great. Uh, feels like I've said that often Ooh, after I'm having games. some bad internet connections. Trying to hear you right now, Was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron's having a tough Ooh, go tonight. Okay, well, how going we have wrong? To slowly figure this one out as we go. I see people calling me out on bad internet. I don't know. This is. I've never, I've done a million shows from home before. So hopefully this one figures its stuff out. I see people saying choppy, also saying go to the hospital. This isn't worth it. That's not what we do here. We power through with the boys. Pat, I might need you to come on throughout yes and no here to try and mediate some conversation if my connection does not continue. Waz, how are you doing? Doing okay. Could be better. Um, the Oilers, not so great right now, fair to say. Again, we're having this conversation, right? So it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, there's really no better ways to say it. I, everybody in here, I think they're pretty thankful, Waz, that you're inside the chat. Everybody loves Waz, loves a good Waz sighting. You get to come join me on After Dark because you're a generous guy. You show up when I need you the most. So, uh, Waz, did you enjoy it? Where did you watch the game? At home? At home, and uh, yeah, I, I wish we were at the office now, but you know, things happen and whatnot. But uh, it was an uh, interesting game to say the least. We we started out hot, and then things uh, we, we experienced Empton or this hockey. Yeah, we sure did. I saw that a lot on social media that this is what Edmonton Oilers hockey is. I like Michael in here said bad internet, just like bad Oilers hockey. It's exactly it's exactly what we want. So was this is going to be a you show today. This is you go nuts if my connection is this bad. You're the face tonight, buddy. Are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. I'm used to it. That's right. That's my dog right there. Okay. Let's get into the Crown Royal scoring summary brought to you by none other than Crown Royal. If you have a bottle at home and you did not dip into that thing, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You got to dig into that and get it going right now because I know I did. Just a tad, but the scoring summary started off hot. It started out the way we wanted it to go. Connor McDavid able to get on the score sheet early. He gets a nice one-timer from down below the goal line, and he's able 
to bury it. It was a great feed, I believe, from Leon Dreisaitl. Of course, we get on it early. Vibes were good, Walls. Vibes were good. No, they were good. And, uh, you know, that goal Connor scored was very reminiscent of a goal he scored against the Ottawa Senators in 2020. Oh, not a goal Leon Dreisaitl scored in 2021. It almost felt like they were uh, reversed roles. Connor scoring from Leon's office. Leon with the dish. It was, you know, what we saw from 97 almost last year when he was just shooting the pill for fun, basically. Uh, it's something that we've been missing from 97. So it's good to see that his shot is still intact. It's still doing good work. Yeah, exactly. It hey, it started going we wanted. And then what? That was just under six minutes in. Three minutes later, it's a Vander Kane. Comes off, comes onto the ice with fresh legs, goes right to the net, right to the slot. Who could have seen that one coming? Gets into open space. I believe it was Derek Ryan. Fed it was Derek Ryan. Made no mistake, was that was a great play by Evander. But go off on your boy, please. DR was looking like 97 out there. It was a sweet dish, great apple. And, you know, maybe Knobloch's going to say, hey, Derek, you want to be up in the top line a bit more? You know, you know, Gagne wasn't playing. And Gagne, Gagne's been getting top line minutes, but I doubt it. But it was just good to see DR get an apple. He's now went on a two-game point streak. So uh, it was good. It was a great start for the Oilers. And it's a common theme that we've seen throughout the season where the Oilers have actually had some pretty solid starts. And then everything just starts to unravel. Yeah, that uh, it was pretty much a replay of Saturday night, getting a nice early lead. And then it started going the other way. It was the Florida Panthers, Carter Verhege on the power play. I do believe, yep, right in the slot, untouched. He goes top shelf. Shocker, that's a high danger area. And that is what the Oilers love to give up. High danger chances was you can't leave a player like that wide open like that. I, that's not on Calvin Pickard at all. That's just a bad play, and we deserve that one. No, 100%. The Oilers defensively have been absolutely – I mean, this, this game was one of the more atrocious defensive outings we've had, seen in a while. A lot of these goals – you know, Calvin Pickard, he's, he's trying his ass off here. He's doing all right. You know, he's, he's in this situation for a reason, and ultimately the defense in front of him needs to be a lot stronger. Yeah, but I couldn't have said that better myself. A lot of people in here – they're ready for some wasativity. I keep seeing it in here. So that's pretty good. Once again, I apologize for my awful connection right now. I have no idea what to do. I'm rattled. My toe is bleeding everywhere below me right now. But we power through, baby. That's what we do. I believe the boys are also recording a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio right now. Just Perfect think timing. this is a podcast. Don't look at us. Just don't look at us right now. And just use the audio, baby. But 2-2. Uh, two, two, it continued. The Panthers get back on the board. It was Mikola once again, or his first one. Tough night for the Oil in their own end. Puck luck was a big theme tonight. They get a D zone faceoff win. Matthias Ekholm tries to get the puck out. It hits Zach Hyman in the direct back as he's trying to make a change. He tries to turn around, come back on the ice. Yeah. Panthers pick it up, drop it to Mikola. And he buries it, but I needed Calvin Pickard to make that stop. That was a very makeable save, and he didn't do it, Was Yes, I totally agree. And you know what's interesting? As I was cruising social media, I was making my tweets. People, what, what, Some people were actually blaming Evan Bouchard because he didn't dump the puck quick enough or he mishandled the puck in a situation that it all started because of Evan Bouchard. In my opinion, that's not Bouchard's fault. There was a number of issues that led to that goal. You know, if Zach Hyman didn't get in the way of Ekholm's you know, dump, there would not have been a goal, and I do agree with you. I think Calvin Pickard should have saved that. Not all the goals were his fault tonight, but however, that is a goal that Pickard needs to save. The Oilers in general could have done a lot better in their defensive zone on that play, just better overall awareness. I don't want to pin that goal on Bouchard like some people were even saying. It's just uh, – it was just one of those moments where, like, it was a little unlucky just because Hyman didn't – <laughs> appeared to understand that a puck was coming his way. So it's just uh, goalie defense all could have been better on that uh, play. Yep, exactly. Then we move along to the second period. Vibes were good. I thought it was Connor McDee's Ooh. night. I thought he was going to get – I would have been ready to toss my hat from all the way here. He gets tripped up on a breakaway. Was let me start with this. 
How scared were you when you saw him fly into the boards and smash his shoulder into the end boards? A little bit because he did seem a little rattled, but I think anyone would have been a little, you know, shook, shooken up, shaken up after a, a play like that. And we've seen Connor McDavid had, I think, I think, you know, he broke his collarbone in his rookie season. So we've seen them get injuries from plays like that. But fortunately enough, the Edmonton Oilers get a penalty shot because of it. Yep. And Connor goes down on the penalty shot. He goes in slow. I'm a guy that always says I want them to go in with speed, come at the goalie fast, make him back down. I'm also not going to tell Connor McDavid how to score in a penalty shot, so I kept that to myself. He goes in slow, waits out Sergei Bobrovsky and scores. I thought it was really funny right after. Bobrovsky was looking around like, where is that puck? Like he had no idea. He had just been taken out back and uh, worked a little bit. But right after the Connor McDavid goal, terrible luck as Verhage's stick goes flying in their own end. That stick flew so much in the air, it somehow ends up by our blue line. They take the puck, pick it up. Poor, poor Philip Broberg, man. That is, that's puck luck right there. It was oh, rough 100%. For him. He trips 100%. on it. Mikola throws it on net. Somehow it finds its way in. I think it hit a leg or it, no, it hit Pickard and then it went in. His first ever two goal game. If that wasn't a microcosm of what tonight's game was, was. I don't know what will be because that that was it in a nutshell right there. Yeah, and I felt a little uh, bad for Broberg because he, he was a little unlucky there. I don't think he anticipated a stick to be there. He was focused on the puck in the play. And next thing you know, the puck's in the back of our end. And it was just oh, just an ugly play. To just, it's just to watch it unravel the way it did. And it was funny. I think the Florida Panthers commentators even said, oh, Bouchard falls on the stick. Well, no, it was Philip Broberg. And, uh, you know, it was just – the Oilers defense is having so many issues to begin with. And just to see that happen, it was like, why, why can't we have just a little bit of luck on the deba- on the back end, you know? Just a little bit. Just like, like it's things like that. It's tough. Mm. It's, it's one of those years. Today was one of those games. But once again, you get an early 2 nothing lead. I have a tough time feeling sorry for them with puck luck and things. I always say on yeah. the show, you make your own luck. So that is a tough mm-hmm. one there. And to end the period. It was another odd man rush given up by the Oilers theme. You've heard me say that a couple of times this year, but they stopped the rush play stays in our end. Super scrambly Pickard ends up losing his net and his whereabouts where he is. And one of the weakest shots I've ever seen flubs its way into the open net. I believe it was what Stenland or whatever. That was a backbreaker to end the, or not end the second period, but that one was tough. A lot of the wind was taken out of our sails. And I came in the chat here right after that one had happened, I believe. And I said, what is everybody's confidence level? Zero to 10. I saw one seven out of 10. The rest were ones, twos, ones and twos. Was did you feel as broken as the fans did after that one? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, there was a lot of blame going around. Um Everyone's trying to pick somebody, pick a scapegoat, whether it be Bouchard, Drysaitel, Connor Brown. Ultimately, it's it's the team defense that needs to be all around more solid. It's just everyone needs to up their effort on the back end on the defensive side of the puck. Yeah, it's it's kind of everywhere, but for me, it's always going to be defense. I don't worry about this team's ability to score goals. I've seen our players. I've seen our top six. It's tough, though. It's uh, I'm not having fun. And boy, every time I look down, there is more blood below my foot. We keep going. Was Let's get into the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross, travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Man, I hate this looking in the chat right now from Daki. He says, Boardsy, I'm at the point where I'm cheering against this team now. I'm turning heel. I don't like that, Daki. You're still in here. I still know you're a deep, you're a deep fan. You're deep rooted. You can't leave the boys like that, right, Waz? We gotta we gotta be well, sticking together. Like I, I hundred I hundred percent agree, but I, 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 you got, I do understand where Daki's coming from because it is getting to the point of the season with how the Oilers are playing, where fans are trying to tune out a bit because they are tired of seeing these defensive mishaps, the goaltending. It's like 
the, the Oilers are starting out nice and hot. They're they they, they kind of grab you and they're like, we're gonna have some fun tonight. No, we're not. No, we're not. And it's just like it, it's like a tease at the start. You know, you get you would go to early lead and, but you know what? Wild card spot. That sounds fun. A race for the wild card. Count me in. I'm in for that. Hey, I will take whatever I can get at this yeah. point. So yeah. let's. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a wild card smiling. I'd be the happiest guy in the world if we were mm-hmm. even just in a position. We talk all the time. You need to be in a playoff position come American Thanksgiving. Well, the last time I checked, that's on Thursday, and we are not in a playoff spot. We're mm-hmm. not even close. So it's got to be batting down the hatches time. I see it in here, Jaden. Celebrini season. No, I am not back at draft lottery talk yet. I am not there, and I will not get there until at least 60 games into this season. But okay, let's take a look at the good tonight. This one, pretty obvious. I feel like it's it started out very positive. It's funny because on my screen, I can't see it, but I know that it's Connor McDavid gets back on track. Two Genos tonight. That's what we've been looking for. We said we hoped that... Connor and the big dogs would start it after the game on Saturday. You get all the supporting goals, you get depth scoring and McDavid dry left off the score sheet. That wasn't the case tonight. Connor showed up and showed up. Was, what'd you think of his game? Oh, it was fantastic. It was, uh, you know, there's a reason why he's the reigning rocket Richard winner, right? The 64 goals. It was very reminiscent of who we saw, what we saw from Conor McDavid last season. Unfortunately, this season he hasn't been shooting as much or he hasn't been getting as many shooting opportunities. So it very much looked like the Connor of old. However, I think the Connor of old would also put up like three extra points, have a few more assists, but uh, he gave his team a chance to win. And, you know, it was interesting if you look back at it. The the game against um, who was it? Who we play against last time? Okay, Carolina was it? Um, my head, Tampa Bay. We had the bottom yeah, six scoring. Tampa Bay. And, yes, and then tonight we had the top six scoring. So Connor showed up, and the rest of the team just kind of was there. Yeah, exactly. And while I say McDavid's back on track. I don't want to get too lovey-dovey and positive here mm-hmm. because I see it a ton in that chat and I was screaming during the game. There's something up with Connor McDavid's ability to make simple passes right now. Even yeah. his cross-ice power play ones, they're getting tipped out of the zone. There was him trying to take the whole defense one-on-five like he always does, laid on a power play. He got stopped, sent back in our end. It's not all there for McDavid right now. It's nice to see him get two Genos. Because mm-hmm. it's been kind of rough looking at his stats right now. So he's not all the way back. I don't want to get too lovey-dovey with Connor right now. Because yeah. right now, everybody's on the chopping block. Waz, would you agree with that take? Uh, 100%. If uh, your name is not Dreisaitl or McDavid, I would say you are on the chopping block. And I think everyone should be considered. It's Unfortunately, that's just uh, the reality we're in right now. The Oilers need a shake-up. I don't know what that shakeup's going to look like. They needed some sort of goaltenders. The question is, who do you, you know, ship out? I know fans are scared to think of trading a Nugent Hopkins or somebody, but it's uh, it's probably a, a conversation for another time. And just on top of that, I found Conor McDavid's passing and Drysdale's passing would both be very strange recently. I feel like maybe they're just a little overconfident in their passing, especially when they try to do these, like, backhand cross-ice passes. They kind of hail Mary it and expect to get to someone. And, yeah, that would work last season 100%. But this time around, it's just turning into turnover after turnover and putting the team in a scary position. It's not last year at all, Was I keep banging my head against the wall going, what happened from last season to this mm-hmm. season keep saying it all the time was Clem Costin and Nick Bukestad actually that good I choose to not think so and I don't understand what's going on sometimes it's bad luck that leads me into the bad and it's puck luck for me tonight dude we talked about it earlier here the clear from Ekholm to hit Hyman on the back that sucked that's a play that mm-hmm. gets made all the time we're in our own end we try to get a change Hyman doesn't even change. He gets back on the ice because he noticed. Then it's Connor, or sorry, uh, Philip Roberg tripping up on the stick, doing his thing, falls flat on his back. Same thing. I could ima- I can think of like at least two missed high sticks by the referees. Once again, I've never been a guy to really sit on here and bitch about the refs. That's just not who I am. 
refing goes both ways in my mind. But there was two tonight that I believe Derek Ryan took one in the face and somebody else, they were missed. I was up my couch screaming, losing my mind was. Puck luck didn't go right away tonight. No, 100%. And also goes uh, towards the offense as well. I think there was a moment in the game where Leon Drysaddle got robbed on an opportunity where typically he would get scored on. And you can basically understand why Leon Drysaddle has been so frustrated with himself this season because everything that he's doing would typically work where everything is just not going his way. I mean, it's it's ridiculous because it's either he's fluffing on the shots, he's getting robbed, the puck's hitting the post or the side of the net. And typically we would see Leon Dreisel scoring from his office. Instead, tonight it was Connor McDavid. So I, I don't know. It's just both ends of the ice. The Oilers are not getting enough puck luck. And then when they're not getting puck luck, they are playing poorly in their zone or uh, in the neutral zone. It's it's just so many little things that are going wrong for the Oilers. It's really ending up biting them in the ass. Yep, I see it here, number one fan. The hockey gods are not on our side right now. Mm-mm. And that's the thing. is When you're not getting the bounces, when you're not getting things going your way, you have to tighten up so hard in the defensive end. You can't be making simple mistakes because that's when it snowballs. And those are the backbreakers that we like talked about earlier this year. It's tough once you get, you see a backbreaking goal go against you. You take a bad penalty. You see one of those goes off Hyman's back. It's so hard to keep yourself motivated and like, what are we doing this for when stuff like this happens? But you got to dig deep. And we have to keep believing. That's what we do mm-hmm. here at Oilers Nation after dark. Okay, my oily tonight. This one could go a million million different ways, but it's the Matthew Kachuk effect. So we all remember the turtle. Okay. We remember that guy. Every time I see his face, it takes me back to just a real, real angry place in my life and time. And for two teams that do not play each other often, the Florida Panthers, this game had so much animosity, so much of a physical presence, so much energy. We saw Vinny fights. We saw a scrum after arguably every single whistle. And I don't know if it's the Kachuk effect. I said on pregame with Boardsy, I think his presence alone was going to get Connor and Leon fired up. But it seemed like it got the whole team going tonight, Was And it wasn't just Kachuk. It was everybody on that Panther squad. No, 100%. I think if you were a neutral watching this game, you got a lot of entertainment value. I mean, you had hitting, you had fighting, you had Connor McDavid scoring goals uh what else it's just absolute mishaps in the defenses it was just a fun game to watch honestly if you were a neutral the florida panthers crowd were getting into it. i thought for a minute I was like, this sounds like a playoff game and at first there weren't too many panthers fans in the building and they they ended up showing up just in time for a circus of a game I, I, is that is that a good way to put it i, I don't know yeah uh that i think is a nice definition of that game right there it was crazy i said jack michaels had his great line saying if you don't like this kind of hockey then don't watch with me i was watching alone on my couch mm-hmm. freaking out and then i later did uh who said it in here in the chat steven <laughs> i love it this man is bleeding for your entertainment hit the like button that's right i am i am grinding hard i don't know if you guys can see this but there's there's a lot of blood on this tissue next yeah. to me but we Powered through. Who knew that I have to walk on these feet too? This is <laughs> this really happened. Like uh, there was like a minute left in the game, and I right. stepped on one of those floor vents and just sliced my whole toe. It's uh pretty rough right now. But that's your good, bad, and oily. The oily could have been talked about forever. There, it's it was an angry, animosity-filled game. There was a fair amount of penalties. Let me ask you, was mm-hmm. for the one where Zach Hyman had to go, he got a ten-minute misconduct. A bullshit that's bullshit oh my god but he was getting in a little uh scrum there with sam bennett bennett's face washing him he's chirping him ragged on around and you could tell zach hyman didn't want to take a penalty there because we were on the power play otherwise i fully believe he was going to go beat his ass because he was pretty angry then somehow it takes five minutes for them to figure it all out they then send hyman in the box i'm okay with that but kane has to go in serve a 10-minute misconduct? I don't know, Waz. What did you think of that? Because I did not think that deserved 10 minutes. 
I was looking at that. I'm just generally wondering, like, what went wrong? Did someone get their face bashed in? I didn't see that. No one did the. Could the refs not handle the chirping? Was something said that we couldn't hear on the broadcast? Obviously, they're like, oh, you know what? That's enough out of you. Just, just go sit in the box. I felt like the the refs were trying to control it a bit. Uh, they were just trying to control the festivities as best as they could, and they felt the best way of doing that was putting someone in the box for ten minutes, apparently. So it was, it was, it was soft. I look at it here on my score app and it says that it went to Evander Kane. He has 14 minutes and penalties. So I'm even more confused. I get he had to serve it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Somebody here can fill me in because number one fan says it good. Refs were on acid. I don't chirp the refs, but tonight I was incredibly confused on several times. And of course it's Evander Kane also side note with Evander Kane. That guy is in every single scrum chirping mm-hmm. and smiling with those beautiful teeth of his, and I can't get enough of it. If that was against me and I had to play against that, that would drive me up the wall. Oh, yeah. But he's on our team and he's our guy, so I love it every time. Do you, was? I, I, Evander Kane, I love when he kind of gets feisty because no one else will. He brings a different kind of energy to the roster, especially in these you, – you kind of want that energy on your team. I, I don't care what sport you're playing. You want so, a teammate like that who's willing to really not back down from anyone. I think Vincent Deirdre is another great example on this team that, that – just someone who can stand up and really not take anyone's crap. Yeah, okay, let's continue with that. Vinny DeHarnay, I don't know if I've seen a guy – be on auto shed with the mitts as fast as Mm -hmm. he was. He got rid of those things and was ready to fight within a second. It felt like he was ragdolling that guy. It was a very long fight. I was exhausted just watching it. They cut to Vinny in the bench right afterwards, just sucking air back. He he had no breath left in his body. He's looking at his knuckles. He had ice on the knuckles. Like He's just cooling off a bit. It was like, oh, that was a good fight. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, that's a hockey player right there. And he had no tooth. He's missing a tooth. The visual all time. I see everybody here in the chat. So it's not just me. Nobody has an explanation for that 10-minute misconduct. They said it wasn't explained. I like this year. Kane got 10 minutes for being Kane. That's kind of what it felt like tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I No, I'm not going to bet I would, you. I wouldn't be surprised. We lost that game would, because we didn't play good enough. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the refs probably just aren't a fan of Evander Kane, the way he talks and the way he acts. And they just might you know what? I don't know. The NHL, there's probably some deep-rooted stuff there that we don't know of, but you know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. If you're just joining us, I apologize for my connection. I'm on my own mm-hmm. personal laptop. Normally I'm on a different one. So I think was this might be all the evidence I need to get the nation to buy me a new computer, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was able to get a nice little work laptop a few years ago and it, it's worked well. So uh, I don't even think it's your uh, laptop, sir. I think you might have to talk to your service provider because you've never had issues in the past. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I think it is the computer because I've done oh, the show from home okay. a lot and I've never had this issue before. But I thank you for staying with us. Smash the like button. I see my brother in the thank chat you. right there. Auto Shed Vinny is the best Vinny. That's what me and my brother used to call it when you play Chell and you just smash triangle or Y. But okay, I want to get into my hot and cold DoorDash performers of the game. Was say ding dong. Ding dong. Thank you. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, NATION25. See, Lance gets it. He says, all capitals, get boards a new laptop. You can also get some discount money off with DoorDash using all capitals. But okay, for my hot performer, I want to take this one 
to a little different. It's off the ice for my hot performer. Ooh. It's Jamal Mayers. I really like how he calls the game. Don't get me wrong. I love Louie. I want Louie all the time. I believe he's on the dad's trip with the Boston Bruins right now. I do believe. But uh, Jamal Mayers, I know he's called games before. Gina told me he used to call them for the Blackhawks. I did not know that. But he just sees the game in a different way than Louie does. He breaks it down like in the moment and kind of explains reasons why that happened, where you would play that. I don't know. Let me know in the chat what you think of Jamal Mayers so far. Because I really think he's pretty good. Was what's your takeaway of him? Oh yeah, I was liking his breakdowns on plays. He didn't seem too biased towards things that were happening to the awards, the Oilers. And for those wondering where Louis DeBrusque is, he's a part of the centennial festivities with the Boston Bruins. So it's, he's just kind of with the Bruins at the moment, just hanging out, having a fun time. So, but Jamal Mayer's actually surprised me. He, I was a little on the fence with him when he was kind of like on the panel, but as a you know commentator I've, I've kind of enjoyed him honestly yeah i think he's been pretty good let me know in the chat i like this from final buzzer he says the connection is in your toe could possibly be he tripped on the internet cord yeah shell just hardwire my internet connection if i didn't already do mm-hmm. that then i should probably get fired from an internet company yes i'm hardwired in i always am that's why i just think it's the computer and lance says it best get off your wallet nation come on let's get her going do you have any hot performers tonight, Was Anybody that stood out to you besides Connor McDee, really? Uh, besides Connor McDavid, ooh, that's that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I, I, can, can I go Derek Ryan with a, with a nice assist? Uh, I thought he was in the mix. He was de- trying to do his best on the PK, but other than Connor McDavid, it's really hard. I mean, Calvin Pickard came in and tried his best. I mean, there was a goal he could have saved, and he faced a lot of shots. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Conor McDavid, just post-game, did an uh, interesting quote came out. Uh, he said, you love this question, but I've answered it so many times. So he's uh, getting a little pissy as well, uh, Mr. Conor McDavid. We see some people in the media getting a little angry. If you're a football guy, Brandon Staley, the other day, he said if they were mm-hmm. going to keep, if he was going to guard the defense, he looked right at the media member and said, stop asking that question. Don't ever ask it again. That's the, I like a spicy Connor, but this, this isn't the way I want my spicy Connor. That is for sure. For cold performers from our friends at DoorDash, let me know in the chat who you kind of want to single out because I don't know. There's a lot of options tonight. I did have written down the refs. It's like, no, I'm not yeah. a bitcher about that. But man, those high sticks, I was losing my mind on there. Just the 10 minute misconduct. I know we just touched on it, but they were cold performers. I'm not a fan of it. Also, I don't know if I'm the only one who notices this being a producer guy. The camera angle that the Florida Panthers shoot their game from is like lower to the ground than most. And it really threw me for a loop. I always hate it. I don't like it. I'm seeing people in here for the for the Hawks. Kane was good. Nuge. I don't know if yeah, that's cold. Yeah. Bouchard, of course, is there for the cold performer. I just wanted somebody else to say it before me. <laughs> what did you think of Evan Bouchard today? The roller coaster um, continues. I, I wasn't happy with his play on that fourth goal specifically. I thought Bouch looked a bit uh, lackadaisical, if anything. I don't, I, I seem just really desperate. And, you know, he was trying to kind of clear the puck, but in the same breath on that fourth goal, every Oilers forward, everybody on the ice was a mess. It seemed like just, they didn't know where to be, you know, dry settles out there far left following 77, whoever that was. I'm like, dry settle, why are you all the way over there? You should be helping a Bouchard or something. Bouchard didn't know where he wanted to be. It was just an absolute mess. Connor Brown. That's my cold performer because this guy He's been invisible. I I don't know. Like, Connor Brown, what are you doing right now, man? What are you doing for us? You're not doing much. He's looked slow. He, he hasn't been really matching the pace that we want him to play. It's, oh, God. Like, I don't like throwing players under the bus, but Connor Brown, like, it's been like 14 games, man. I know you've been injured. I, I, it's no excuse at this point, I think. We need to see something out of him. We need some production. I get it was. And once again, we don't like to be the guys to come at players, especially off an injury like Connor Brown has, but let's call a spade a spade right now. I'm running out of time to be able to wait for him to get his game. We want 
the visual of Connor Brown and Connor McDavid on the ice together mm-hmm. so bad that I do think sometimes we're trying to force what just might not be there. Sometimes I don't think their styles of play match. Then there's other moments that I'm like, man, these guys could be perfect together. Connor Brown can be a shooter, do the hard work, go on the boards, but it just really isn't there. I see Chell, all capitals, $3 million next season. Get used to it, baby, because we're paying that, and it's going to happen. I haven't seen a lot of Darnell Nurse contract money lately. I think everybody's finding a new guy to get mad at. Well, Connor Brown, uh, definitely one of them. I would say the new whipping boy is starting to become Evan Bouchard very quickly because uh, he has been under a very massive microscope because everything that goes in, people seem to point to him. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll admit he hasn't been perfect. He's not fun to watch defensively, but it is on every single player on the ice when it comes to some of these goals scored, especially that fourth goal. It wasn't just Bouchard. I think Bouchard, of course, could have done a lot better. Bouchard's such an interesting case. I, I saw something where – I saw some stat where over the past 10 games, he has like the lowest goals against per 60 among Oilers defensemen who played like over a hundred minutes. So Evan Bouchard is doing something like he, he can score tons of points. I don't think we should trade Evan Bouchard, but I don't know. Evan Bouchard, when it comes to defense, it you can tell, it feels like his urgency just simply isn't there. And it's, it's how a lot of Oilers fans are feeling. Oilers fans are just frustrated with like a lack of defensive competence. For me, it's he doesn't give enough of a shit. If I can see a guy step up in the rush that fast, you better be able to back check that fast. You better want the puck. You got to rub guys out on the boards. You have to be able to win tough battles. And he just simply hasn't been doing that. I'm liking here in the chat. People giving Darnell Nurse some love. Nurse is a defensive stud. All Nurse has been good. And then, of course, Eric comes in. With 9.25 well spent. It felt weird not reading 9.25 in the chat. So we're back. We're getting going again. Bouchard, it's been rough. Everybody's blaming your Remshuck right now as well. They're saying fire Tyler. I don't agree with that. I need him to host shows that I produce so we can keep him around for a little bit. Tyler, I would say, is very smart and he's very talented. Like, he's, he's a good guy. But the last thing I'll say about Evan Bouchard, I just feel like in moments like that on that fourth goal, he just needs to be more of an asshole, be more of a pest, you know, just yeah. battle a little bit more and just be sure it might be risky. You might take a penalty, but at least you're trying to stop a goal from going in. I just feel like, you know, raise your battle level instead of just kind of floating around. Yep, uh, I see Kennedy in here, hashtag Coach Boardsy. Hey, they ever need me, I'll be on the next flight out on that Eastern Road Swing. I'll still do pre-gaming, and I'll still do After Dark, and I will get the boys fired up. I saw it in here earlier, somebody, but I can't remember it, but he said this chat is just Evan Bouchard sucks every five messages, mm-hmm. which is very funny because last year it was all Darnell Nurse sucks every five messages, yeah. so we have growth. There we go. Uh, takeaways from today's game. We haven't really talked about him a lot, so I want your breakdown. What did you think of Calvin Pickard? Uh, I think he was – I thought he was all right. Uh, I thought, of course, as we said, it was the second goal, I believe, that we really wanted him to stop. But other than that, you couldn't really ask too much more from Calvin Pickard. Uh, he's the last order to wear 30 since Ben Scrivens in 14-15. And we all remember uh, Scrivens is a magnificent you know, debut game where he had that incredible shutout, right? So, uh, But I thought Pickard was fine. Uh, he did his role as a backup. It just unfortunately the defense in front of him let him down. And I, I think even you know Bobrovsky, there's probably a goal or two there he could have saved, right? So... Um, mm-hmm. He came in for late for Mr. Stuart Skinner from the the last game, and uh, it'll be interesting. I'm rooting for Pickard. I thought it was an all right outing. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he was great. I don't necessarily think he's the reason we lost that game. Granted, it, I know it's a two goal game with the empty netter, but uh, that second one off of that hit Zach Hyman's back, I need Pickard to stop that one. But to be completely fair, man, he made a lot of saves when we needed him to make saves trying to stay in this game and not be completely out of it. So he was able to do that. We always talk about, I need you to just make the key saves when I need it, you know? And I thought for the most part, he did that. He wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Once again, it hammers home to me. You're riding Stuart Skinner completely. 
I've been saying I don't think Calvin Pickard is going to come magically turn this team around and get on a run. Granted, as I say that on pregaming, I made plenty of jokes about this is it, baby. We're about to go. But I think anybody in their right mind, that's who Calvin Pickard is. What he had an 871 today. That's just kind of what you come to expect. That's a backup goaltender. Once again, if anybody's shitting on him and going over him, that's what Chell just said. Pickard greater than Campbell. Don't take it out on Pickard. You take that shit out on Jack Campbell. Um, Honestly, just kind of moving along. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like uh, Pickard probably in that secondary mission gave Jack Campbell a call and asked him, how, how did you how did you manage with this for so long? <laughs> There's just firing pucks at me. I don't know what to do. See, when now we've had three different goaltenders in the net, and it seems to be the same story for every mm-hmm. single goaltender. Maybe they're all below average. I don't necessarily think that, especially when it comes to Stuart Skinner, the rest of me. But when it continues to happen to all of them, it makes you think that, hey, this is there is five other guys on the ice in front of them that need to do stuff. Speaking of other players on the ice, uh, they talked about in the first intermission, what a first period that was too. All the pressure, mm-hmm. all the blame, whatever you want to give it, has been on McDavid and Drysaddle for not carrying this team on their two shoulders. Besides Evander Kane and Zach Hyman, I get that they're the best players on the team. They're some of the best yeah. in the world. But besides Kane and Hyman, was I can't really think of a single other player that has been consistent and good this season. Can you? Warren Fogel. That's uh yeah, that's probably about it, honestly. And you make a great point. I actually have the numbers here in front of me. Edmonton's bottom six results last season. The Oilers' bottom six last year was had a goals for percentage of 55.2%. That's the highest throughout the McDavid era. Right now, the Oilers' bottom six is averaging a goals for percentage of 37.5%. So the Oilers' bottom six last year, honestly, performed much better than I think. Uh, and that's why we said the Oilers had depth because they were scoring last year. Last year, you did have McLeod chipping in here and there. You had the Klim Costin. Uh, who else? Kyler Yamamoto. But this year, like, Hughstad, he came in late. And um, now he, he had two goals from Derek Ryan the other night. And that's been about it. Maybe Sam Gagne. If o, if o and that was one game. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's been not enough. And, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things go from here because the Oilers, they need more from players not named 97 and 29. That's happening right now. And even when 29 and 97 do start to pick it up a bit, it's not enough. Yeah, that doesn't mean take your foot off the gas if you're those guys. Bottom six players mm-hmm. for me, they aren't going to put up points every single game in limited minutes, whatever they do. I do expect you to get on the score sheet sometimes, but I think it was Jamal Myers was saying it. If you're going to be one of those guys – you have to affect the game, be physical, make winning plays. The stuff I just said about Evan Bouchard. And that leads me tonight. I just see it in here from TJJ. Adam Ernie was that tonight. We have been shitting on this guy all year. He's been a punching bag. That man was oh, out yeah. for blood at the beginning of the game. I believe, I forget who it was. I think I had it written down somewhere here. Either way, they went, oh, I think of those, somebody... Nick Cousins was trying to like get at Connor Brown, chasing him around the ice, laid a big hit on him, did his thing. Adam Ernie waited, took a number, and then he ran his ass into the boards, took it out on him. I love that from Adam Ernie. He was in scrums. Once again, limited action, but that's what I want from my fourth line guys mm-hmm. was. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why the Oilers brought him in because he can bring in a bit of a physical element. He's not afraid to drop the gloves, you know. He is wearing 21, the, the infamous uh, what, Clem Costin's number. He, he could be, honestly, a Costin replacement. If he was just shooting the puck and scoring more like Costin last year, we wouldn't be too pissed about him. But uh, unfortunately, it, it, that hasn't been enough for the Oilers. But it, I, I do like to see it. We need more of it out of multiple players. Yep, I see it in here. James Hamblin had a good chance today, too. He just lifted mm-hmm. it straight over the net. But this breaks my heart. My grandfather, who has been a lifelong Oilers fan, he went to all the Stanley Cups back in the day. He just texted me and he said, we are not making the playoffs. The hole is too deep and it's getting de- getting deeper. I never saw this coming. No. Grandpa, no. No, Grandpa, no. I don't want to hear that from him. That breaks my heart. He's seen everything under the Edmonton Oilers rainbow, whatever you want to call it. He's seen it all. 
So I got to tend to believe him. And it's, it's the Thanksgiving line. Uh, time is starting to run out. I know we're only what 16, 17 games into the season or whatever we're at. Well, yeah, but it's getting and- tough right now. It's another blown lead. You're winning in that game. Man, both of these games we've played, we had first period leads. We somehow mm-hmm. let it slip. Playoff teams don't let that happen, Was No, I agree. And I, I brought this up before. It's like we're seeing the complete opposite from last year where I, re- I remember last year, the Oilers would always allow the first goal of the game, the first shot on net. And we we're just like looking at the goaltenders. What are you guys doing? But they would still find a way to get back on the ends. And they had an inconsistent start of the season last year where they would win one, lose two, win two, lose two. But, you know, last year, the Oilers under Woodcroft, they ended the season with an outstanding 17-0-1 record. So it, historically, the Oilers do pick it up in the second half of the season. The worry now is that we might be in a position where that's not going to be enough to make the playoffs, get into a wild card position and go from there. Because once you make the dance, anything can happen. We've seen from uh, past teams, everyone alludes to the St. Louis Blues of 2019, where they finished, they were at the bottom of the standings in January and they went out to win the Stanley Cup. I, I don't know what's going to happen, right? It's just uh, every game is a different storyline it's a different show soap opera whatever you want to call it yep it's you never life is like a box or the Edmonton Oilers are like a box of chocolates because you never know what you are going to get see everybody in here agreeing with my grandfather that hurts number one fan asked panic button buddy I smashed that on like game nine of the season I've been living in panic mode for Mm -hmm. really as long as I can remember Steven says this team needs to go 35, 16, and 14 to make the playoffs. That team is a little something there. That's a tough number to make happen. I do believe that we always are better in the second half, but it's games like this and games like Tampa Bay that when we got 10 left in the season and they're showing us that damn in the hunt graphic all the time, you're going to remember a good four points you could have had on this road swing that you let slip away. And it's tough. I hate that I'm thinking like that already earlier this season, but we mm-hmm. are way past all of that. Just looking in here. Um, oh, I did like this. This is just one thing for the knobby, the knob that I've noticed, a little coaching tendency for him is uh, right after Philip Broberg stepped on that stick and he biffed backwards and allowed a goal. Nobby kept him out there and he kept him out for the next faceoff to show him, hey, I believe in you. I think you can do it. Like, don't worry. Don't. What did you think of that, Was? <laughs> um, sorry, can you repeat that? I was bringing up an interesting quote from McDavid earlier today, but uh, uh, bring that up one more time. <laughs> that Philip Broberg, after he had the goal against, that Nobby oh. kept him out on the ice for the next faceoff. A little, I, a little I actually like that. Yeah, no, 100%. Thank you. Because uh, we saw uh, Broberg have an absolute mishap under Jay Woodcroft, and Jay Woodcroft stapled his ass to the bench. And, you know, it's interesting. That's kind of what fans are wanting to see from Knobloch. They want to see him bench players who are not playing well. But in this case, he went and let Broberg learn from his mistake. It wasn't really a mistake. It was unlucky, right? So, uh, good on Broberg. I, I, I thought he looked all right. To, I, I didn't think he was bad. I'd fall the defenseman out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I like that from Nobby, especially to your young guys. That's one thing yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of with Woody was his, I don't know, zero hesitancy to bench him and sit him for the rest of the game because he's a young player and he needs to get better. I got to do something here to switch up the vibes. We'll wind down right a bit here, but it's been really rough right now. And we have American Thanksgiving come up. Everybody in the chat, tell me one thing you're grateful for because I'm having a hard time right now. I'm going to say that I'm grateful that uh, I am dusting in fantasy football leagues was I'm going four and oh this week actually in my four yeah. leagues. I'm in a playoff spot in all four leagues. What about you? What are you grateful for, Waz? Josh Dobbs on my fantasy team. <laughs> ever ever since I traded for him in the most obscure trade ever, uh, my my fantasy team has turned around, and we are fighting for a playoff spot. So we are we are in a good way. Uh, shout out Josh Dobbs. Hey, there you go. A- Angie said Aaron and Waz. So, hey, oh, as long as we can soul. make your lives brighter. I can do that. Final buzzer says, show us your toe. Hey, join the Discord. Maybe maybe I'll put in a toe picture in there. Because uh, I mean, if it helps, yeah. I have four it's get, toes it's in my... Bloodier, bloodier. Hey, man, it's okay. I, I got four toes in my right foot. Yeah, I see Jake. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Okay, Waz feet picks too. If we get a hundred likes, <laughs> we'll both get we'll get feet picks from both of us. If that's not selling you, I don't know what's gonna sell you. Hit that, the subscribe button if you have it, and you'll get toe picks. QF Pro says my weekly therapy. I am not oh. a certified therapist or anything, but I've said as a lifelong Edmontonian, I feel very qualified to do this job. I guess we've gone 45 here, Waz. Let me ask you as we wind down. Next mm-hmm. game. So it's weird. There's not a single game in the NHL tomorrow. Very oh, confused uh, by that, that one. I don't okay. really get why. But Wednesday we take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Looking at the colors on my phone right now, it just I'll never get over 2006, and I will hate them forever, especially yeah. Rod Brindamore behind the bench. But uh, Skinner should be back in the net. Was what's your score prediction? And give me an anytime goal score. I'll go five three Oilers, and I will go with a Evan Bouchard goal for sure. He's 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 due. He's been scoring a lot, uh, regardless of what people say about him. He finds a way to get the puck in the back of the net. I, th- I believe he's leading the Oilers' second end points right now behind Leon Dreisaitl. So it's probably going to be a power play goal from Bouchard. And also, yeah, today I, I made a graphic with uh, Connor, Mc- uh, Connor McDavid was not on it, but the Oilers' leading point scorers, and Mr. McDavid was not on there, but he will be now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the one thing we got to remember with Bouchard, right, as much as we want to tear him down for his defensive woes, yeah, that man knows how to quarterback power play. That guy puts points up. We do have to address that. We are aware of that. That's why he's still on the team, and that's why he's getting paid what he's getting paid. For me, Carolina. Normally, it's not. I hate betting the under. I might bet the under with this one. Once again, we'll never predict anything but an Oilers victory. Do I feel confident as I say this? Not at all. But I'm going to say three to one Oilers. I hate seeing. People in here, 4-1 Canes, 4-1 Canes. That hurts my soul. We still have to believe everybody. I see Kennedy and Gina in here saying, Aaron, you might have to go get stitches. I'm going to send you two a photo. I think I might have to go get stitches on my toe. And, yeah, we'll address that one further as we go. Waz, I want to say thank you for coming on here, being the people's therapist, being the people's champ, and my connection's so shitty that they got to look at your smiling face more Let's than go. mine. And uh, everybody appreciates a good Waz smile. You're welcome. I'm just here. There you go. Thank you to Pat. He is behind the scenes doing his thing. He's the man. He's the boy doing a great job. Final shout out to our sponsors, Brown Royal, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, and Greta, Greta, Greta. I know it's Monday night, so hey, maybe not tonight, but Wednesday, maybe Friday. That's an early one, too. Maybe you get some, maybe get some drinks, get some food right after we're done. Shout out to Wendy's as well. They get it done. They do their thing. I might need to shame eat right now. Also, if I'm waiting at the emergency room, maybe I'll DoorDash. So mm-hmm. Wendy's, I love you all. We'll be back on Wednesday to do this stupid dance all over again. I'll be here. You'll be here. We'll get through this together, everybody. Good night. Have a good sleep. And uh, see you on Oilers Nation every day tomorrow. 1201 Mountain. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.